Welcome to The Great Unlearn. Join me, your host, Cal, as we dive deep into understanding and unlearning the programming within us. Let's uncover your inner truth for a life with newfound purpose and freedom. Get ready to question it all in The Great Unlearn. Cal Callahan, welcome to The Thought Room. Thanks, Allie Rose. It's so great to be here. (laughs) This has been a very long time coming, I feel. I had the honor of being on your show, The Great Unlearn, about a year ago. I think that's where, kind of where we first connected in person anyway. And this was even before I lived in Austin. And it has been, I'll say, on the back burner of my mind for a while to have you on. And I was sharing a little bit with you about my process of of having guests on and, and choosing when the timing is right. And this active holding back that I sometimes do where even I, if I know I want to have somebody on, I really wait until my heart's like, now's the time. So I've had this excitement building around what we would talk about because there are so many beautiful, intimate, exciting, overlapping nuances that you and I can get get into. And I'm so delighted that that time has come and that the whisper affirmed itself and that we're sitting here today in your gorgeous podcast studio. So thank you so much for hosting me for this today and for hosting. Well, I'll just say a little thing about you is you host these workouts at your house uh, weekly for men in our community, but oftentimes I'll pop over and work out with your wife, Peyton Callahan, who's also been a, a recent guest on this show. And uh, today I got to work out with you and Lindsay, your niece, and Peyton, and we brought along my partner, Judd, and it was just so fun to, to drop in and to build community even more with you. Um, you and your wife are two people that I respect most highly in the circle of of people that I actually physically know. Like you are, you guys are it. And I don't say that to put you on a pedestal. It's just that I watch the way that the two of you run your lives and strive to run your lives and the way that you bring people in so dearly and so tenderly. And when I first moved here to Austin, the two of you were pretty much the first people that I really knew well. And you completely brought me in to the fold. And I've never felt so welcomed. And I want to start off this podcast by thanking you both for the beautiful influence that you've been in my life. And I'm just so excited to drop in with you today. and showcase you and who you are. That's quite an intro. Thank you very much. And, and, and I received that and I'll receive that on behalf of Peyton. And I know you shared, shared similar sentiments with her. Um, 
you know, we don't just open our house to anybody. We are very kind of welcoming, but you and I made a connection through Instagram uh, about, uh, you know, prior to obviously getting together on my podcast. And I thought you just had such a beautiful story and really wanted to introduce you to my listeners. And that conversation was, was amazing. And I don't have a lot of women on my podcast and it's not necessarily by choice. It's just, I bring on people that I know mm-hmm. generally. Totally. Um, and, and it's a little bit more geared towards men and men's work and, and the like. But um, since then, you and I and Peyton have, have cultivated a beautiful relationship and so grateful that you decided to make Austin your home. Mm. And that you accepted the invitations to come by on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. when you had other plans and you came and by. Christmas. Yes, and Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And in, in any other event we have, mm. you know, we love having you here. And you always show up with, with beautiful energy. And, you know, for someone who just turned 30, mm-hmm. um, really such a, an old soul. And uh, I've appreciated that. I don't have um, a ton of of women in my life who who kind of come up, you know, kind of come into my life with that energy, and so I, I invite that in and welcome that in, and um, it's been great to see the relationship that you and, and Peyton have have created because there's a lot that the two of you get to share with one another, mm-hmm. and then get to help even more you know, women and young girls. So thank you for that. And I do want to acknowledge uh, your process with guests on the podcast because mm-hmm. that's deeply resonant for me, mm. especially now as as you and I are getting to know a ton of amazing people in Austin. We could be booked um, for the next three years with these guests. Right. But, but for me too, it's important to get the ping like, oh, this is what, I want to talk to this person about, I'm ready to ask if they would like to come on mm-hmm. versus this guy has a podcast and he's a cool guy, but I don't know him that well. Let me get to know him and let me get to know her better. So I understand like, what are we going to drop in with? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if a lot of people do that. They, they're just kind of guest hunting, which is fine, mm-hmm. but this, this feels really good. Um, and kind of joking with, with, with Lindsay, who's here with us today, that, uh, yeah, we just had a little bit of a, a mini podcast before we pressed record. Yeah, we did. Which was beautiful. Yeah. Some tears shed on both sides. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for leading with that and, and sharing so vulnerably. And yeah, this is just another, another reason why I'm so blessed because you, you know, we both have, have done men's work, working with groups of men and helping men to find and remember their own healed power and helping them feel the permission to feel their own feelings. And it's so nice to sit in front of someone who I know is teaching that and leading that, who just led with that before we even hit record. I'm crying a little bit. You're crying a little bit. It's so real. And it's so needed. And thank you for being the whole spectrum because you are like, if anyone is just listening to this on audio and not seeing you, 
you're a super handsome fit man and you're you are you know you're the embodiment of of so many gorgeous elements of the masculine and you're intelligent you're you're grounded you show up for the people in your life and in your friends in a in a very it's it's clear it's clear the way that your friends even speak about you all the men that come to do your workouts speak about you when you're not around and i think that's i mean that speaks volumes Mm, well, thank you. I, I, I received that. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Before we hit record, we were having a conversation that I believe was stirring up some emotion in both of us, and we were talking about boundaries. And I think this will resonate with a lot of people. And we both kind of said we've been getting a little sloppy with our boundaries. And I want to go into exactly what that means, but I'll, I'll give the metaphor that I, that I gave you before about back burner, right? So the idea of having something on the back burner for me is there's an idea, there's maybe something I feel that I have to do. And I'm putting that in air quotes, like I have to do this thing. It's a to-do list item. It's a creative project. It's a responsibility I have to a family member. Whatever they are, they're just like something that's in the background all the time. And I think that manifests as kind of popping up throughout our days as a little thought like, oh yeah, I got to do that thing or have this or have that going over there. I have properties or I have investments or I have a team running and I'm managing all these things. These are all burners that we turn on. And I was sharing with you an intimate moment that I had with my partner. Um, I think it was yesterday or the day before. And I burst out crying just saying, I feel like I have a thousand burners on. And just when I'm finished stirring one pot, I have to stir the next one or else everything's going to burn. So I'm spending all my time stirring this pot, then this pot, then this pot, then this pot, not really paying any attention to what I'm cooking here you know, not really being present with the scents and the flavors and the joy and the creativity of cooking the life that I'm creating because there's so much incoming. And facing that for me currently, it's been very confronting. So I'd love to open up a conversation about, you know, what does it mean to you, this idea of getting sloppy with our boundaries and what, if anything, needs to be done to course correct? Yeah. And, you know, we were, we were on our way out to, to work out today and I just kind of asked how things were going and you had shared like feeling kind of tired. Like there's this sense of overwhelm. And I was like, Oh, just there's something going on astrologically right now. Cause I feel the same exact thing. And it's something that I've been sitting with in, you know, the past couple of days, but hadn't, hadn't spoken about it to anybody but was feeling like I was at least getting some clarity on it. And I think just hearing you share what was going on with you, it was like, oh shit, that's what's going on with me too. And then as we, we, you know, we had our workout, which was great. And uh, I think we kicked our asses collectively a little more than I thought it would. (laughs) It it seemed kind of harmless enough, but in any event, it it allowed us to to really um, drop in before the podcast and, what I came around to for me was, yeah, this, this idea of boundaries, this idea of saying no. Mm. And it, it, it happens in different buckets for me. And, and 
you know, I have a, a kind of a personal investment fund called Unlearned Ventures. And it's been super fun. And I've been investing for 20 plus years, but I really wanted to get clear on why. Why am I investing? Mm-hmm. And when I did that and you know, I was doing my own inner work, I started to started to understand that there was some wounding in me. There was there was a, th- this idea that the the wealth I had created through trading mostly as a trader in Chicago for for almost 18 years, but I uh, that I didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And so I would give away the money, whether it was a kind of an investment that I didn't really care about that a friend was doing, or I didn't want to miss out on the next big thing. There was a lot of just kind of lower energy that I was giving my money to. And I didn't mm. realize that I was actually giving my energy, my time to these things that, 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 that weren't uh, integrous to actually who I was. And so as I became clear that, oh, I actually do deserve everything that's happened, these boundaries started to pop up. I didn't have to try to make these kind of false boundaries. They just appeared and I knew what my yes was and I knew Mm. what my no was. And so I would say around November, December is when that became super clear and my life became really easy. Mm. And I think over the last couple of months, they've gotten leaky. Mm. And I've been saying yes to more things that are just cluttering my life and aren't creating value. They're not bringing me joy. And I think that's my North Star. Is this thing bringing me joy? Mm-hmm. Is this life, this daily life bringing me joy? And for, you know, for several months, I was just in this pure joy with everything. And it's not that I wasn't having some, you know, conflicts with Peyton or my kids or, or anything else. It just overall, I, I just had this ease to my life. But the boundaries have been leaky and it's not just the investments. It's, it's people reaching out and, and wanting a little bit of a, a piece and then me feeling a little guilty if I don't. All these things add up to me not showing up. My, my wife, like I want to, with my kids, like I want to. So I'm having this guilt as, as we were talking about earlier that, well, I, I, I've, this person's relying on me, but, but, but are they, or is that just my story? Right. So I've started to really sit with that and understand that I need to turn a lot of these burners off because Mm. they're not serving me. Mm. And I, even though I had a lot of energy for unlearned ventures, I don't have any for it right now. And I don't have to have any for it. I can turn that burner off and I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. I love doing my podcast. That's giving me a lot of life that Mm. feels really alive to me. Okay, so that's something that's staying, and I'm excited about that. But but anything beyond that, um, the Wednesday workouts, the, the the men come over. We had I think 41 uh, yesterday. Wow, that's really fun for me to just to be in that energy. The workouts, the workout is whatever it is. It's to be able to see the look in these men's eyes. Some new first timers some guys who've been coming since November to feel their hearts open Mm. for most of these guys, not to know what anybody does. And that's never a conversation. It's just like, what interests you? Those Mm. are the conversations. They start to learn about their life in ways that feel really uh, full and deep. So that stays. 
you know, these, these other things, time with my kids, time with my wife, time not doing anything. I'm finding, yeah. maybe I'll go pick the kids up at school like I did yesterday and I'll come home and I'm back on my computer, like answering emails, you know, checking this, check. It, it, it's, it's like, I don't need that. Mm. So, you know, today has been a very important day for me to, to just stop. And it was a conversation I had with Josh Trent yesterday mm-hmm. when he was on my podcast. Mm-hmm. He's like, when, when you feel like shit is out of control and like you feel lost, because I feel lost right now. I feel yeah. this sense of overwhelm and I'm not sure where it's coming from. It's like, just stop yeah. and breathe and, and, and then take stock of what's going on. And I, and I, and I feel that that is, is kind of my work over this next short period. And I really do believe it's going to be a short period because it's very clear to me, right. like I said, what's alive for me and what isn't. Mm-hmm. And just start to close those loops on what's not alive and just know that, okay, like I can sink back into this life of joy and connection with my family and, and people in this community and, and, you know, my friends who, who live in other cities as well, but really start to bring that back to the forefront because that connection for me, that's it. That's why I'm here. That's why we host events. That's why I have the guys over on Wednesday. It's, it's, that's what I crave. That's, that's kind of my life force. What you said about stopping or slowing down at the very least in the middle of the chaos, that resonates and easier said than done. Why do you think that is? Like, why do, why do we struggle so much? What's the fear? What's the fear of slowing down or stopping? What's the ultimate story? There's, there's a couple. I think one, and I don't know if this applies to me right now. I think in the past, it certainly did. That's why I kept myself busy. Because we're afraid to take stock of what's actually happening in the present. And for me, I would argue that if I stopped, I would have this understanding that things are amazing right now in the present, but I'm allowing these other things to distract me from actually what's happening right now. But I, I think, you know, and I'll just speak from, from my point of view that, that I've been such a generator of things, of doing, of creation. And it comes on some level very easily. I have a lot of energy for that stuff. Um, there's some sense that if I'm not doing that, then I'm not really showing up. Like my, my, um, my orientation to life is pretty much stepping down on the gas pedal and, and, and just not, um, not being super contemplative about stuff, but really following that gut instinct. And it's, and it's served me really well. Um, you know, my Enneagram, if, if you're, Listeners are familiar with, with that kind of, uh, uh, I guess, assessment it is very much all gas pedal. Mm. And my wife's is, is, is more so on the break side. Mm-hmm. So what will happen sometimes for us with, in conflict is I'm full gas pedal and she'll come in with the break. Right. And um, sometimes I need it, but it's not generally easy for me to receive it. Right. And sometimes she comes in and slashes the goddamn tires. Right. And it's like, yo. Yeah. Like, this, this is my car, but, but I'm not witnessing. Mm. 
And um, so part of my work is to be able to, you know, ease, ease up on the gas, push down on the brake a little bit to slow down. Mm -hmm. And then in some cases, like right now, just stop everything mm -hmm. and, and really assess with a clear mind. Because when you have all these burners on, there's no clarity. Right. It's like you said, you're just trying not to burn anything. Right. And I, I don't feel like I've really been able to create anything that's felt really alive for me. And, in in, in, you know, it's probably a couple of weeks yeah. or so, which maybe doesn't sound like a long time for people, but it doesn't need to be right. that. Mm -hmm. Especially when you have the awareness. Now it's on me. If I allow this to continue, come on, man, like it's okay if you didn't know, but mm -hmm. now I know. Mm -hmm. So how can I do it in a way that uh, is in integrity where I'm not just burning everything? Because I've done that before too. When shit's gotten like too much, I'm like fuck everything. And I, and I just, right. Right. And, th and, and that doesn't feel good for a lot of people. So how can I honor where I'm at in a way that honors people that I'm in relationships with right. that um, it's not that the relationship isn't serving, but maybe the business deal or something else. Again, for me, it's like, I don't want to say no. It's like all mm -hmm. the old shit that mm -hmm. I've had before. So I wonder, you know, as I sit with it more, is there another, is there a part of me that's starting to feel like I'm not, I'm not deserving right. again. Right. And it could be. Yeah. And I think we were kind of talking about this a little bit before too. And I was just like, I just have an intuition and I'm applying this to myself because I really feel like right now we're in sort of parallel experiences. But I think that um, having a thousand burners on thing and also the guilt of saying no is, it, it really is about, it's a transgression against ourselves. It's a, it's a subtle slash against ourselves. It's not honoring our own limits and our hopes and our dreams. You know, we're kind of just, like you said, leaking out energy to all these people. And if I had to say for myself, although it doesn't feel like this on a conscious level, because on a conscious level, I can say, I love myself, I'm really proud of myself. I'm doing all these amazing things. Yeah. I love myself, but sometimes I don't feel it. And the inner voice doesn't speak to me in a loving voice. Mm. It's saying, keep stirring. You're about to fuck up. You're about to fuck up on this burner. Mm. Move to the next one. Move to the next one. Move to the next one. So I think, at least for me, slowing down enough to actually hear what the voice inside my head is saying and go, is this how I want to be speaking with myself? <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything you're saying resonates so much. Um, I want to ask you about the guilt of saying no. Like if we can get into some of the subtleties of that. Why do we feel that? Why do we feel? Is it that we're going to hurt people if we say no? You know, I just had this. It's like last night I had a friend send me a beautiful text that was like, I'd really love to see you. And it was maybe the second or third time this particular person had, had reached out to me. And I'm realizing that I'm always texting them that I don't have time. And having that honest conversation with myself. Is it that I don't have time? Or that I'm not prioritizing this? Okay. If I'm not prioritizing this, the next question 
becomes like, do I want to? Is this something that's just slipped under the cracks? Or is this not at this time a relationship that I have the capacity to cultivate? And if that's my truth, how can I empower myself not to just ghost on this person or give them an excuse that will halt the conversation? How can I be like, hey, this is what's really going on for me right now. You know, and I hope you can understand. I just, I'm feeling completely at capacity and I'm really being discerning about where I'm putting my energy and I love you and, and I'll reach back out when there's, when I get myself in a better space. But I, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are and like why you personally hold some guilt around saying no. Like what does it say about you, I guess? What's the story of what it says about you if you're turning people away? Well, for me, uh, it, I can think back to this feeling that I, I wanted to, you know, I want to be liked. Mm-hmm. And to turn somebody away makes me potentially un- unlikable because I, I wronged them in some way, even though that's not really what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I love your example of, of this friend who reached out because it's, it's, it's really easy for us to make an excuse and to push it off and, and, um, and that burner stays on. But when we can be honest with them, oh, so often they just, that's just what they needed. That's just what they wanted. And they have a lot more respect and love for you for being able to say that mm-hmm. because we've all done the other thing. We've yes. all done it a lot. And, and the more I've kind of tuned into that, I know, I know when someone's doing it to me and I know when I'm doing it to someone, it doesn't feel good. And, um, and again, it keeps that loop open. Yes. Yes. So I, I think, you know, I think that that becomes a great moment you know, your kind of series of, 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 of inquiry into that. Do I really want to make time for this? Have all these other things going on? The truth is right now you don't have capacity. Mm-hmm. Are there, are there things that are lower priority that are being bumped ahead of this? Right. And so it allows you the opportunity and in, in situations like this, allow me the opportunity, which I've had this, this moment quite recently, as I said, that I'm not prioritizing. Uh, and it's not like every morning you wake up and you write up your priorities, but it's like you check in with how am I spending my time? I'm completely distracted last night. My mom just got to town. We're having dinner. And I'm like in and out of my office, answering emails, checking this, checking that, and um, completely unconscious to what's going on. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. I've been that guy. And I could feel it happening. I had this awareness. It was like, I was just sucked in. Yeah. And so how can I set my life up in a way where, again, I have these boundaries. Um, and what is it about me right now that, that is feeling less than? Because I think that's where it comes from. I'm yeah. feeling a little bit less than, or maybe a lot less than. I, I don't know the, to what degree. There's something going on with me. Um, that I'm sensing. And I think it's a, it's a, it's an easy fix. It's just sitting with it and starting to clean out and getting really clear about, you know, h- how I want to spend 
my time. And, you know, as you were speaking, that it, it just, this awareness came to me. For one, my wife very lovingly today said, hey, how's everything good? I see you seem like, um, and she was really like trying to choose the right words because she didn't want to say something that maybe triggered me, but I was fully able to receive whatever she said. But she basically was saying, you seem very distracted. Like I am, I've got like way too much shit going on. And in, in the past, I would have said that in a way like, Hey, I got, I got a lot of shit going on right now that, but I said it in a way it's like, I got a lot going on right now and I need to start cleaning this up because it's just such a different energy. It wasn't like back off woman. Like this is what's going on. Right. It's like, thanks for, for noticing because this I, I'm in a sense of overwhelm. And as I was sharing with you before we got on, like it's not easy for me um, to necessarily be vulnerable at, at you know, kind of all stages with Peyton. Yeah. It's really easy for me on my podcast. It's really easy with other people. But for some reason, my partner becomes a bit of a challenge. And I think today was just a little step in the right direction to, 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 to acknowledge that right now I've got more on my plate than I really know what to do with. And, um, you know, maybe need a little bit of help and, and, and I need, uh, yeah, some love around that, which she is more than willing to share with me. But one of the things that came up for me as you're talking, cause I have been, you know, I look at a lot of different deals and that goes from, someone emailing me their, their investment deck and then seeing if it's worth a call. Okay. And so then we'll get on a call with the person and then we'll have a 30, you know, 60 minute call. And then, you know, Ty, who's my partner and I will unpack the deal and kind of figure out where we're at. And then maybe we'll take it a step further. And then if we end up doing a deal, now I got to send it to my attorney. My attorney's got to look at it. He's going to send it. So it becomes this thing. Yes. And I had this awareness, what if when I'm done with this podcast today, if I just say, I'm not looking at any more deals for this amount of time until the end of August, what if I just gave myself from today on no more deals? Because I don't need to do any more deals right now. I, I don't. Um, and it's not creating the life that I want. Mm. And that's like really counter to a, a lot of how uh, I've been in the past. Always been like interested to get involved with different things. And I will end up missing some things that I could support that I would really love to support from who the founders are, what they're sharing with the world and being a part of that. But I'll forego that. Because I have plenty of that going on right now. Yeah. Um, so really just weeding that garden for me and, and, and saying, like, I'm not planting any more shit. Yeah. Like, we're, we're, you know, we're closed for now. That yeah. felt really good to, to think about that. Like, oh, I'm not going to miss a damn thing. Right. I won't. I, actually, the story that was going on in the back of my mind was, keep this going. You, may, you never know when you're going to see the right deal. Then what? When you see the right deal, then the, I've. I don't need the right deal to make my life better. It's only detracting from me tapping into what I love about my life. 
This is so powerful because for you, you're talking about these deals. But I think everybody listening has their own version of what the deal is. You know, they have their own, I'm going to call it an addictive pattern. You know, even if it's a, you want to call it what society would call a healthy pattern. Like say it's, it's exercising like a shit ton or whatever. <laughs> Being so rapturously honest with ourselves. Like, why am I doing this? Not just, not just answering it right away with like, well, I'm doing this to make more money or I'm doing this to like get a better body. It's like, slow down, go inside. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? What does it mean to you? I love that. And I, I, I love the whole orientation around that question. I've, I've been on a couple five-day silent retreats with, a, with a, an amazing teacher named Ajishante. And, and he, would, he would often ask questions to the group. You know, what brought you here? You're in a five-day silent retreat. Your friends and family think you're fucking crazy. Right. Why are you here? And he would say, don't answer the question. Just sit with it. Mm. And we're so conditioned to have an answer, to spit something back, to defend why, in what you're inviting everybody to do, is you just sit with it, meditate. Don't answer it. Yeah. Just have the inner yes. knowing. Am yes. I connected to this thing that I'm doing? Yes. And what if... What would happen to my life if I stopped? Like I'm suggesting, I'm not suggesting, I'm going to fucking do it yeah. when I get off this uh, podcast. What would your life be if you said no to that thing? And I understand there are some things you got a job, you can't say no to it. Okay. But there are parts of whatever it, within that job. What is your, as you said, what is your deal flow? you know, fill in the blank with that. What would my life mean if I stopped doing that? And what would open up in my life if I created enough space for those other things? Yeah. And I think in order to fully do that, we kind of have to hold tenderly that part of ourself that has a fear because there is a fear. There's always a fear or an excuse. And it's like, well, I can't just stop that thing. That's not reasonable. Whenever I hear that voice come out, you know, you were talking about the way you received Peyton's comment this morning and how you actually received it in a gentle fashion, not like, well, I do have all this going on. When I hear that defensive voice, I'm, I'm trying to pay attention to it because I go, what am I hiding from myself here? I mean, the ego's job is to like, lubricate our journeys through these really wonky warped sort of multi-dimensional like I never thought of it that way that's yeah yeah, yeah. I mean and, and like not to hate on that like to love on that and be like oh okay this this has been a protection this has gotten me through something now it's like the screw got a little loose or we're l running low on oil we have to do a change it's like Things need to be fine-tuned along the way. It doesn't mean we're broken. We don't have to say we're broken. It's just like we're this maintenance on this thing, and we get to choose. You know, the power is always in our hands, and I think this is where we can get 
veiled by the illusion like our hands are tied. But if there's one thing that I've learned from plant medicine, it is that you always have a choice. You always have a choice. The choice might not look like an action. It might, but it might just be getting quiet on the inner and deciding to be brave with letting yourself feel what you're really feeling right now. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the idea about the choice too, it could be a real small one that may, um, may just open up other things for you, but you won't know unless you make that, that small adjustment within whatever the space is. Cause we don't know. And I think this is where I think us as, as, as humans really kind of messed this up. We think we're really good at predicting how things are going to play out. And I think when we start to understand that we don't know anything about what's around the corner, we really don't. And we have very little control over what happens outside of our own choices. When we can really surrender to that, that, that not knowing, I think we open up to making these small changes, these, again, it could be the subtlest of a choice to make, but it's, it's made with kind of what's, uh, what's aligned for you and uh, not what you think everybody else thinks you should do. Cause that's part of what was coming up for me was, Oh, like I'm, 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 said I'm doing this thing, this fun learn ventures thing. And right. what if I pull like none of that fucking matters at like at all. Like it wasn't a big voice, but it was in there. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, with my partner, um, you know, uh my business partner, I'm like, this is like a lot of the stuff we're doing right now. So what does that mean for that mm-hmm. relationship? And I, I don't want him to take it personally. It's like, right. well, if he does, either you didn't articulate it the right way right. and you didn't come from the heart, you came from the head and tried to explain everything rather right. than just open up and say, I got a lot of overwhelm right now and this thing right now is not important to me. Mm-hmm. It's just not. And uh, Or maybe that's something for him. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's his work if he takes it personally. I, I don't we know. We can't rob other people of their their journey. Like this is the whole idea for me about karma, if you want to call it that. But having clean karma between people doesn't mean that everything's all roses all the time. It means that you bring your full truth. And if you feel ashamed about your truth, you bring that too. And if you feel confused or if you feel like you don't know what's going on or how the two of you lost each other or why you lost passion, Instead of going into the mind and being like, well, I think it's because of this happened or this. It's like, hey, when we started this project, I was feeling really passionate about it. And I've been feeling a little hesitant and even insecure or ashamed to bring this to you because I love you so much. and I didn't want you to be hurt. And it's kind of been eating me alive because I feel like I'm running on this hamster wheel trying to do this thing. 
and the light's not in my heart for this and it sucks and it hurts. Wow. Like literally I've been playing out different conversations in my mind and it's, it's all from the head and trying to uh, make excuses and make reasons and rationalize everything and trying to anticipate any way, you know, that, that he, he may be feeling, um, so funny that we're talking about this, like, (laughs) um, but what you just said is like all the stuff I'm feeling. And, um, if anyone can hold that, it's him. And I don't know, you know, now it becomes a a collaboration. Like how, how do, how do we move forward in this? How do we want to feel too? How do we want to feel rather than like, what are the the outcome action oriented things? Those come later. Yes. But I really think in training the quantum field in advance with how do we want to feel together in this experience? How can we flower and open even more deeply to the vulnerability that's in this space? How can both of us commit to not having our protections go up? And like, we know we fucking honor each other we're great friends or we're lovers or whatever the, the, the thing is, it's like, we have that deep respect. Let's put that in the forefront. Let's put that right into the pot first. How do you want to feel when you walk away? It's like, I mean, I want to feel, I want to feel an integrity. I want to feel even more connection with you. I want to feel even more love with this person. I'm about to end whatever this arrangement was with. That's, and I want to feel relief. I want both of us to be free. We were, uh, my partner and I were listening to a lecture that uh, our friend Will Reason sent us. And it was an Alan Watts lecture. No, was it Alan Watts? No, it wasn't. It was Anthony DeMello. And he poses a question about being, he says, you know, you're never, you're never really in love with anyone. And he goes on this big, kind of diatribe. And he says, if you think you're in love with someone, think you really love them, ask this question. Is it more important that they're happy or that we're in love? Or is it more important that I'm happy or that we say we're in love? And all the people in the room, as he was giving this lecture, most people were like, "Eh, I think it's more important to say I'm in love. You know, like Mm. it's so hard to choose our own happiness. We have guilt there. We've been taught to sacrifice. To me, that's not what true sacrifice is. You know, like we don't need to suffer in it. We don't, we don't have to choose that. So to really just be like, Who told you it was selfish to choose your happiness? Who made that rule? Is that the kind of life you want to build? Are those the kind of friendships you want to build based on illusions and protecting each other? And that, that is to me, the biggest disservice we can do to someone else's karmic process is to be so bold as to think we know what they need. So we protect them from our truth. Look at how many distortions are in that kind of line of thinking, <laughs> yes, right? Yes. It's like, well, I don't want to hurt them and I know what's best for them. So I'm going to, 
No. The truth is, if we are not telling someone the truth about how we feel, we're not protecting them. We're protecting ourselves. We're afraid. And that's okay, too. But to have that moment with yourself and be really honest about what you're fearful of and how you're fearful of being perceived. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, there's there's a few things in the, the that really hit home. One in particular, this um this guilt in uh kind of my happiness. That if if I if I, you know, whether it's pressing pause or just recontextualize or or ending the kind of business relationship, the kind of guilt I feel around that when it feels that as is, it, it's it's just draining my energy. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have the energy for it. And you know, up until quite recently, it was just there was such beautiful flow so fun, so energetic. We were doing some really fun deals and it's not there anymore. So yeah. it's like trying to fucking stoke the fire. The, the flame's out right, right. now. And, uh, you know, when you said, how do we want to feel? I mean, that, that's, that's been my thing through the whole, this whole relationship. And, you know, Lindsay, who's, who's here, you know, offset, making sure everything sounds great and looks great. Uh, she's part of my part of my team, part of this team, and you know, I I would often say, "Are we having fun?" Like, I don't care how many Instagram follows, I don't care how many downloads, I don't care about how many deals we've closed, I don't care about what we've created in a physical sense, tangible sense. I don't care. Are we having fun? Yeah. And for for many months, we've been in that energy. And it's like, I, I don't, and you know, for Lindsay, I, I was like, I know there's a certain way you want to show up. Okay. So I, I want to honor that. But at the end of the day, I want to make sure you're having fun. Right. And if I feel supported by, by what you're doing and I'm having fun, then, then we're good. Like, I don't care about what, what you're supposed to be doing as an assistant and a partner in this whole thing. I want us to be having fun. And I think there's a part of what's been unfolding lately that, um, you know, the, the meetings uh, that we've been having around different deals and, and what this, it's, it's felt very flat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I've been afraid to admit that yes. to myself. Because I was afraid that I was going to have to potentially end or shift or, or what change the arrangement and didn't want to disappoint anyone. And it's just all, all the stuff that you're talking about, stuff that I was feeling, but not, not really honoring that. I'm just getting kind of further into the kind of guilt around it without allowing myself permission to put my joy front and center. Thank you so much for sharing again, for allowing me to be here for opening to me. We were talking about opening to the feminine, you know, thank you for the gift of allowing me to use my gifts 
to support. Like that's what we're all doing here, right? That's what we give each other when we let each other really express and we allow ourselves to be seen, really seen. And I'm saying this because I'm so going through this in my new partnership mm. and thinking thinking and really feeling genuinely. I, I have been in integrity with calling myself an open book. You know, we just talked about this. We talk about it all on these shows. And then meeting this person and having them challenge me in that to a whole new level. And all my fears are really like in the last few days, just bobbling up to the surface. And I'm speaking more honestly with him than I think I've ever spoken with anyone. I was sharing with you that we as a couple had our first um, sitting with MDMA, you know, and with the intention for it to be therapeutic. And I could feel that I had stuff on the back burner for weeks. And I was feeling so stuck. I was just like, what do I need to do to get this out? Why can't I cry? Why am I feeling numb? What's going on here? What's up? What's down? What's real? And just in so many um, mental spaces, not really in my body or in a feeling space. And when we dropped into the medicine together, he was so bold and so brave to bring up something that happened the first week we met each other back in February. And it was the kind of thing that in previous relationships would just be like, it was just a passing comment. It was so in inconsequential, sort of. I did not realize how deeply this landed in my psyche. And I am humbled by this man with his bravery to bring up something that he did that he could intuit more than I could was in, in the back burner for me. And it was a comment around the first week that we met. I, I said something in my kind of playful, inquisitive manner. And I said, so what sort of relationship structure is aligned with your lifestyle? Are you polyamorous? Are you looking for monogamy? And the moment that I caught him in, which we now have discussed was fear of falling in love like fear of like, oh, holy shit, this, this, this might be it. He kind of sarcastically threw back at me like, oh, monogamy, this is the conversation that we're having. Like, oh, you're talking about this. And I immediately closed up. I felt ashamed. I felt embarrassed. I was like, well, no, I'm, I'm not like suggesting monogamy. I'm just asking questions. And we, we activated each other in that moment. We were able to just like take space and move through it. But now he's showing up to me a completely different man in the way that he's choosing this relationship and wanting to build a future. And it is terrifying and delightful all at the same time. And I burst out crying on this journey. And I just said, yeah, that was so hard. So hard. Because it's already scary falling in love, right? It's so scary. And then to have that reflected back was like my little heart just wanted to close right up. And I said, my truth is that you're, you're showing up here telling me you're choosing me rapturously. 
how can I trust that this is the voice of your truth and that that wasn't? And this is really hard for me because of all my wounds. And he was just like, yes, yes to everything you're saying. Let it out. You're angry. I'm here for that. If you're hurt, I'm here for that. And I just cried. I cried and cried and cried. And then I felt something open in my body. It was just like relief. It was so beautiful just from having that space held. And then we were able to enter this little portal of, okay, what does it really mean if we're going to look at having a future together? This is, this is amazing and terrifying, like I said. And I said, my fear is like I think about my mom who had these four little babies and was all alone raising them, you know, for a while she got separated from my dad. They had a three-year custody battle. I said, I don't want to have four little babies and be alone. And I cried and cried and cried and cried. And then he said, my fear is that my parents stayed married. I watched them be married for, I don't know, 20, 30, whatever, 40 years. And my dad wanted affection, and I saw my mom was cold sometimes. I don't want you to be cold to me. I don't want to be on the outside. My worst fear is being married and not really being in love. So we like, just like aired out all the dirty laundry right there that, you know, we didn't even realize maybe was there again on the back burner, just blocking this connection between us. And since then, I think I've cried almost every day since that journey. Things are just becoming unearthed. And it's so gorgeous to, to be in touch with that tenderness once again. And so I'm, I'm saying this to anyone listening who maybe is going through a little portion of feeling numb. It's a gift. It's a it's an invitation to hit the slow down, to hit the the brakes. And if you can't feel it, it's it's okay. Understand that it's part of the process, and and maybe there's something for you to go into there and just tenderly be with. Because I can tell you, I would choose feeling deeply any day over being numb. Thank you for sharing that, and 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 I love what you said. I think. A lot of times there's either self-judgment. Some people numb through alcohol, drugs, exercise, whatever. They numb and they, they just, in that moment, they just can't handle what's going on. And um, it's, a, it's, a, it's insight into, as you said, you need to slow down. You need to stop. You need to breathe. You need to take stock of what's going on. Um, with you and don't try to change it overnight but pay attention there are there are things there are loops for you to close there's a maybe it's a sense of overwhelm but it, it's it's your work to do when you're ready and um you know i one of the things i'd love to ask you is what with all that's happening over these past several days, what are you doing to honor that and create more space in your life 
too, because because you know, and as you said, this is work. This this trauma, this is coming to the surface mm-hmm. for a reason mm-hmm. because you're ready. Mm-hmm. So, what are the things that are, are maybe a little bit have been a little bit higher priority? Like, how are you intending to move those kind of lower on that list? That's a great question. If I may guest host for I just a moment. It. I know your listeners, they're dying to find I love out. This flow. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I was lying to myself about what I needed. And the last few days I've been looking at Judd being like, all I want to do is record and rest. Like this, this I love. This charges me up. This makes me feel alive. And I just want to, I want to be loved. I want, I want to receive his love. I want to allow myself to slow down enough to be deserving of that. I want to go away for the summer. I want to be on the lake. I want to be in nature. I want to continue writing my book and get back in my body. Like I was sharing you, I've just been in such a mental space that I think I wasn't really feeling my feelings. So I'm challenging myself to take my shoes off, go for walks, to listen to music. You know, I'm always choosing a podcast or an audiobook or consuming the next piece of information. Where's the space? Where's the space for me to come up? and bubble up to the surface, especially if you have children, especially if you have a relationship, especially if you manage a team. It's like, where's your space to just feel your feelings? So I don't have all the answers. I just know, again, how good it feels to feel alive. Like this is what we're doing by choosing. This is the next level. I mean, we've built lives that we love. Things are, we get to create and we get to share things we care about with people. Cool. It doesn't end there. There's always the next level of healing, the next level of integrity, the next level of growth. And I think it's important that people hear hear this. You know, so often we put our people that we look up to on pedestals and it's always learning. It's always the next level of growth and learning. And if we can understand that we're never perfect, but we are perfect, you know, it's, um, man, it sounds so corny, but it all comes back to self-love. And what I mean by self-love is allowing your experience. So saying whatever's going on for you, this too belongs. This belongs. This isn't wrong. The fact that you were really vibing with all the deals you were making a couple of weeks ago and now you're not, nothing's broken. Nothing's wrong. It's like, oh, we're climbing a ladder. I am climbing the ladder of self-actualization. I'm constantly making adjustments. I have to stay present. I have to keep breathing. I have to feel my feelings. Then the messages can come in of where I need to fine tune things. I have to slow down to speed up. Mm. Hmm. Uh, when you said, 
you know, what, what, what your intention is going, kind of going forward that you want to record and you, you want to be loved. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so apparent to me. Um, that that's all I want. Actually, the recording part too. Um, but just to be loved. And again, I don't have to look far to just yesterday when Peyton on at least three different occasions went out of her way to love me, to show me affection. And I didn't receive it. Um in a way that I would receive it right now. So I was so distracted. And whatever I was distracted by is fuck all. It's like just to think about that, how that had snuck up their priority list. And here's my partner who's seeing me in this state and is actually offering that as as a means to nurture me, but I'm, she, I'm clearly having a difficult time. I didn't receive it. I didn't receive it at the time. I'm, I'm receiving it now. So better late than never, but, um, it's just a reminder of, of what happens when I lose touch of what's really important about of of why I'm doing what I'm doing and where that sits within the importance of 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 things in my life and I have I've gotten consumed with the energy of these other things that they have their place you know and it's not to um to say I'm done with them all together but it is to say it's time to take a vacation from them um and to not feel guilty or shame around any of that it's like oh at least you recognize this time Mm -hmm. you know at least i'm aware of it and i'm i'm you know going to take steps to to write the ship and and to know you you know this as well that on this journey as we become more aware there are times when we become unconscious mm-hmm. and we get into old patterns yes and that's okay yes uh, we just hope we recognize that sooner than maybe times in the past and even if we don't it's okay like just we're all doing the best we can and yeah. sometimes we're super tuned in and we're meeting our own needs and we're meeting the needs of those that we love and then sometimes we're not meeting anybody's needs. And I feel like I'm kind of sitting there right now. I'm like a lot of pots going on and no one's needs are being met. Not to the degree that, that they can be and and will be. So thank you. Thank you. And I hear that so much and I feel that so deeply within myself and what's coming up is like the awareness that you just had about Peyton taking these opportunities to show you she loves you and feeling like maybe you didn't receive them fully. This is the beauty of this, is the contrast. 
you know, we have to go through those moments of falling asleep in order to wake up and have that feeling of what it's like to wake up. That's the beauty. That's the joy. And what was so gorgeous about what you said is when you had the realization, I didn't hear you shit on yourself about it. I didn't hear you go, fuck, I just, I did it again. Or I have to watch that thing or get like really tight or contracted around the energy. I watched your pupils relax. I watched your eyes well up. I watched your heart open and you went, oh yeah. And I could feel that you wanted to tell her that after this interview. Like Mm -hmm. I want to really go be present with her. And this is what's so amazing about unconditional love, right? This is what's so amazing about love is she's not doing it so that you'll like give her a pat on the back for it. She's doing it because she loves you. Like she loves you so deeply that even after getting turned down, (laughs) she's going to come back and keep loving. And wow, I'm so emotional today. Mm-hmm. And I really think that's why we're all here, you know, to remind each other and to come forward with that energy. So when you can find people in your life that are that for you, they're the candle in the darkness. And when you do wake up to that, Because we'll wake up and we'll fall asleep over and over and over again. And that's just part of it. We have to first forgive ourselves for forgetting. And then let that person know how much they mean to you. So I hope, you know, I hope someone's listening to this through my tears. They're thinking of someone in their life that maybe they've forgotten about or neglected or not really been awake to the the stable love that's been fielded their way consistently. And I hope that, you know, if even just one person reaches out to someone that they love after this episode, to me, that's, that's why you and I are here. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's, um, to share our, our, our kind of, uh, experience in a way that it's like, look, We've all got shit and this is, this is how we're kind of working through it. And, um, this is how we've done it in the past. This is how we're doing it now. Sometimes we do it like we did in the past again. And it's, it's all the journey. Um, and I think I want, I want to really emphasize the part about forgiveness that you mentioned. Cause we're really good at, at being hard on ourselves and beating ourselves up for, for not receiving the love of someone who came in time and again. Um, but holding that guilt and shame around that doesn't do anything except close up our hearts for the next time. And um, just honoring that, like being honest about, um, again, it's a, it, for me, it's, it's, it just shows how lost in what I was doing uh, I was, and it's just a reminder. It's 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 not a uh, it's not a statement of character, uh, or or any right. sort of uh, sign of of how much I love looking at deals versus my family. It's just like I just kind of lost my way, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. We were talking before. 
about the deals and the business situation and that relationship. And, and I asked the question, how do you want to feel? I want to present that question again here in the context of what's going on in your life. Because I think it's so powerful. Again, bringing in contrast, there's this idea of we identify what is going wrong in our life. We go like, oh, I'm not this. But sometimes we stop there. And so we, we can't make progress in flipping in the coin or heading in a different direction. So there's the moment of not this, this is too much overwhelm. Okay. Too many burners on. So my question to you is what is the, this then what are we calling in next? You are so nailing this therapy thing. (laughs) Holy shit. That's so good. Oh, damn. Uh, I love that. Uh, Yeah. Uh, presence is the first thing that came to mind when you, when you asked that. And, um, you know, that means things like putting my phone away, closing my computer, um, turning off my music in, in this space, which is a place that I really enjoy being in. But when I want to be present, um, I know that these distractions pull me away. And so I need to be intentional about how I set up the, the container for me to, to be open to that presence. Can I ask a, a question about presence? Um, how does presence feel inside the body? What are the indicators within our physiological system that there is grounding happening? My heart just like that, that space just opens. Mm. It just really feels open and I feel really light. Mm. Um, I have clarity in the sense that other things aren't swimming in the back of my mind. Um, and they, they will appear, but I'll allow them to kind of flow through. Um, and sometimes I need to remind myself, okay, let go of that, like be here now. Um, so certainly it, it's, it's always a work in progress, but there's just a sense of ease and not a sense of looking forward forward to something else maybe later that night or just like really sinking into what's going on here whether it's with my son Bowen my daughter Hope my you know my other son Jake whatever um it's like can I just be here without uh without there having to be any sort of thing to go towards Mm -hmm. just tumbling into the next moment unconsciously yeah yeah rushing rushing to nothing yes you know can i really tune into what they need because then they're feeling seen and heard you know whether it's playing basketball with jake or or watching my son you know play call of duty or talking to him about Psychedelics, because he's super curious about it. Um, you know, can I let go of my preferences of what I would like to talk about or see or do? Because above those preferences are 
the connections I want to have with my children. And so if I'm wanting my preferences, I'm not going to get to that point. I need to, you know, open that space up for what they want and we can co-create whatever it is together. Beautiful. So presence. And I'm also hearing, you know, connection, deep connection above anything else. You know, it's, it's, you've probably heard that saying, it's like, well, do you want to feel connected or do you want to be right? Mm. Yeah. Like, well, are we arguing for our own limitations in, in some of these really strong preferences? Are they an excuse for why we can't be close to each other? Yeah. And is there anything else in your, in your vision that you're calling in to your feeling space? I think this general sense of ease, you know, I think there's been some tension. I've been carrying some tension lately and uh, it hasn't allowed me to open up, whether it's been in some meditations or I just feel a little disconnected from kind of my, my inner knowing. And I think that I've been very distracted with a lot of other things and, and, and just having these awarenesses now is is starting to uh, paint a picture of of like it's okay like I've been I've been I've been trying really hard to go deep on these meditations in the morning and the hoppy just not it's not right. getting through because I'm I'm trying right rather than surrendering to it and I feel like that's been happening north of a month I, I feel like. I'm just, I'm not, uh, I'm not getting that clarity, not the, the, the grand clarity that I've been getting with, with my Hoppe meditations. And I think I've been trying, trying too hard and not just calling in, you know, grandfather tobacco and, and letting him and really surrendering to that and letting him show me. Thank you. Thank you. This has been amazing. Truly better than I even imagined. And I just, I care for you so deeply. Thank you for who you are. It is such an honor to know you and to interview you and to have you in my life. And thank you for your bravery. So many people are going to be touched by, by this. It's going to hit home. And just want to open it up to you if there's any tugging on your heart right now any final thoughts that you'd like to share with us and after that if you'd be willing to let people know where they can find you if they want to connect with you sure um well thank you thank you thank you for coming into my life and my family's life and thanks for holding space for me today you know i, I kind of joked a little bit about it but clearly this was a, a deep therapy session for me that i really needed um, and really hit on you know, every area of my life. Um, so, you know, I had no idea that this was what this, this was how it would turn out. Um, but just another reminder, we never know. We really never know. I knew I was going to love this conversation with you, but yet yeah, exceeded my expectations as well, which is always so amazing. Um, so thank you for that. Any final thoughts? Um, just be kind to yourself. Just really be kind. Uh, 
especially in this time, there's, there's a, there's, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of us who are seeing what's going on and we want to wake people up to what we're seeing. And, um, unfortunately with a lot of that comes having to be right and other people having to be wrong. And uh, if we can just open up the dialogue and you may not get it from the other side, but just start to share your truth in a way that, um, people may receive, you know, come from the heart, um, and, and know that everybody's doing the best they can there, you know, whether, whatever the, 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 whatever's going on right now, everybody is making the best choices with the information they have. And we don't know what it's like to be them. Um, so have love for them. And just like, um, hopefully people have love for you and your, in your journey. Um, so I guess that would be the biggest thing. Just, you know, really, really go to that place of, uh, of, yeah, like connection rather than having to be right. I love that. Um, because for me, that's super important. You know, that's why, like I said, that's why I'm here is, is to, to feel that, that connection. And I have been disconnected and that doesn't feel good. Um, so yeah, I'm grateful. I'm grateful, super grateful for this connection and really excited for, for how it's going to unfold for all of us. Um, and, and where to find me on Instagram, cal.callahan and you can find uh, The Great Unlearn on, you know, Apple, Spotify, and I have a website, thegreatunlearn.com. I was hosting some retreats and stuff, but that, that stuff's on hold for a while. So um, I'm not doing any coaching. So I apologize. I don't have really a lot to offer besides some amazing conversations and uh, some, some great photos from our Wednesday workouts. I think that's a lot to offer. And I think the integrity behind that choice um, is potentially the biggest and most powerful offering that there is. You've been listening to The Great Unlearn. For more information, check out the show notes or head over to thegreatunlearn.com for additional episodes and information regarding events, retreats, and the TGU store. If you like what you heard today, please click subscribe and share this with friends who might enjoy our platform. Don't forget to leave that five-star rating and review as it really helps us spread the love and unlearning. You can find me on Instagram at cal.callahan and on YouTube under The Great Unlearn. Thanks for listening to The Great Unlearn, and we'll talk soon. No, no different, only different in your mind. You must unlearn what you have learned.